I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hello, everyone. Colorado Springs, as you may know, is widely considered to be a military-friendly city. It's a title we are proud of and one that is worth talking about in order to share some of the great resources we have available to our military members and their families. And so I'm excited to do just that during this episode today. I have two guests, Jesse Kimber, who is the special assistant to Mayor John Southers for Military Affairs, and Jim Lovewell, who is the Defense Development Officer for the Colorado Springs Chamber and Economic Development Corporation. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here. Being my guests. And I'm really excited to talk about this because I think, um, you know, whether you have a military connection or not, I think a lot of folks around here are proud to say we are military friendly and we are a great place for military members and their families to find support, just a general great place to live. Um, but we want to, we want to talk a little bit about the why. So we're going to get into that, but first I like to grill my guests so that they feel nice and comfortable here. No, it's not bad. It's not a, it's not bad questions at all. Just for fun. We like to get to know you. So I'm just going to do a few rapid fire questions few words or a sentence, first thing that comes into your head, really simple questions. So Jesse, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, your favorite part about working for the city? Oh, uh, I would say um, the communication staff, actually. Yay! Uh, I know, but seriously, um, just people who have a can-do attitude, make things happen, and do it because they love the work they do. Oh, that's really nice. And I know you don't work for the city, Jim, but what's your favorite part about working for the community and for the chamber? Sure. I I think the chamber and EDC, the ability that we have to bring together groups of people quickly and focus on solutions is is awesome. That's elected officials, their staffs, the the military leadership in the community. It's just incredible that we need to bring people together for state of the county, state of the city. We, We can do that and we can continue that on in other meetings too. It's very I very much enjoy those connections. Yeah, that's the rewarding part for sure. Right. Okay, so how many years have you lived here, Jesse? Oh, so I have a, what I like to call broken service. So um, I moved here when I was 12, went to high school here, went to college, UCCS before they had a dorm. So about 10 years there, and then I joined the Navy, saw the world, came back 20-plus years later, and I've been here since 2019. So I feel very ingrained in the community, even though I have kind of a – a disjointed, but during that time, my family remained here. So I was home for Christmas. I was home for summers. This was home. This has always been home. Yes. As oh. much as a home can be to a military brat. Right. I don't think you're alone in that probably. No, not at all. Having Colorado Springs as that part of your life. So what about you? How long have so you So my lived? family and I have been fortunate enough to be here for 11 years. We moved here from England, bought a house. We raised our two sons here and it's been incredible. That time, as I wrapped up my career in the active duty, was punctuated by a year up in Northern Greenland, high up in the Arctic, and two years at the U.S. Embassy in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. So wow. Jesse said mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a broken up process, but I've been retired from the military about a year, about 10 months now. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you very so much. So you've both been around, lived in a lot of different places. What is your favorite place in Colorado Springs to be outside? Oh, Garden of the Gods. Easy. Easy. The Falcon Trail at the Air Force Academy for mountain biking specifically. I think it's some of the best mountain biking we have in the front range. Oh, so good. Air Force Academy has so many great trails. Um, One of your favorite restaurants or shops? Oh. uh, Most people pick restaurants because. So this is embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. You know, I think the default would be something downtown, but I love Salsa Brava. Oh, okay. Oh, God. It's 
I'm there all the time. Good Mexican food. Okay. Your- Sushi Auto off of, of Venterquest. After living in Japan for three years early in my career, they have really good food. We, we enjoy going there. Their service, quality, it's great. Good recommendation. And that area is booming. New places Indeed. all the time. Um, okay. Main reason you live here or have returned to here? I wanted to be with my family uh, who made Colorado Springs their home. And I wanted my children to grow up in the same amazing community that I did. Um, and so I... As I was getting ready to wrap up my military career, I was able to finagle my way back here and and retired out of here. I think I'm April, so I won't do public math, but retired in April of this year. Okay. And so how about you? What would uh, you say is the main reason you live here? I know there's probably more I, than one, I definitely right? say it started with the community, and that's that's describes the people and the culture and the, the confluence of so many different ways of thinking. It's just, it's great. You see pickup truck that came off of a ranch. You see somebody that drove down from Denver. It's incredible, and it's just getting even more so that way. And then you add that to the the proximity to outdoor-oriented activities. It's it's incredible. You can be on a sailboard in an hour up at 11-mile reservoir. You can be on a mountain bike in a matter of minutes, or you can hike through downtown and enjoy some of those those city trails. So it's a great place to, to be. It's a great place to live. I'll, piggy, right. I'll just piggyback on that. It still feels like a small town in, in, in many ways. Right. Not too big. Mm-hmm. Right. It really does. It's very unique. I didn't even pay him to say all this. Um, Thanks for getting us going on the right track. So let's get to the topic, which is our military-friendly status. So first, tell me a little bit about your individual backgrounds, which you alluded to. Um, Where does your passion for our military come from? It's personal and professional for both of you, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, So I I think I've worn just about every hat you can in the military. So as a military brat, uh, my father taught at the Air Force Academy and retired out here. Uh, I've been a military spouse. I've been a military single parent. And then, of course, now a military veteran with 24 years of service. Um, And there were times where I absolutely felt like uh, I needed more support than, than what was out there. And as I got ready to um, really transition. I wanted to do something very different from being an intelligence officer. I wanted to take all those issues that I had struggled with on active duty and figure out ways to advocate. And I just happened to fall into this position. And and I am. It's amazing what you can do when the leadership of the community values military family resiliency and they value military transition. So moving from one culture into another and really providing resources to make that not such an anxious time in someone's life, but to to give them that that confidence and those connections. And I love to be a part of it. That's great. How about you, Jim? I think it definitely started with family members. Both grandfathers served during World War II. Dad was enlisted during Vietnam. And even watching him as he got out in, in his career as a park ranger, just the value of service to others, adherence to standards, being a person of your word and getting things done, no matter how big the task is, was was easy decision for me, just to go in the military. And then 25 years later, I can't believe where that time went, but it was a pleasure to serve each and every one of those days that I was in uniform. And I know the people still serving and the families that we'll talk about here soon feel the same way. They, they all sacrifice a great deal to, to serve our nation. And particularly when you spend a lot of time overseas, as we have, you see people's impressions of the United States. And, I, and one person in Abu Dhabi from, I believe, Indonesia said it was, uh, it's, it's the nation of dreams. And there, there are not a lot of people on a daily basis who will describe our nation that way, but we're so fortunate to be here, so fortunate to have served in the defense of our nation, and a pleasure to be here to uh, to live out our post-military service. 
Yes. And your mission, which I mean, it, it really is easy for a lot of communities across the country um, to say we're military friendly. It's easy to say it. Mm -hmm. It's sure. another thing to really deliver on that promise. Um, and it's easy, especially for us, Jim, give us kind of an overview of the military demographics of our region. People may think they know about it, but that's one reason that people would just assume, well, we're military friendly because we have so many military installations here. Sure. That doesn't necessarily make us so, uh, but it, that's sort of the foundation, right? Right. We're very unique. I, I grew up in San Diego, although in the rural parts before I went to San Diego state for ROTC and, and grad school, but there are very few communities in our nation that have this kind of concentration of military, Washington, Texas, Florida, but we are a huge presence here. You start in the South with Fort Carson. That's, that's the fourth infantry division represents 10% of our nation's combat power. Impressive, impressive mission. Uh, we, we move over to the now called space base Delta one, which describes Schriever space force base, Peterson space force base, Cheyenne mountain space force station. And many of people don't know this, but it includes Thule air base. There are installations in Hawaii, Eastern us. They have impact literally all around the world in, in that's headed up here at space base Delta one at Peterson space force base. And then certainly to head to be home to one of the service academies in the form of the air force Academy. Wow. And it's so much more than, than training tomorrow's leaders which is a very huge part of what they do. But the research, the, the front edge curriculum design that they're doing, it's very, very cutting edge technology. All those together are very different. But in our community, they're very complementary for the effect that it brings here. 44% of our, our economy tied up with the military. So it's definitely a huge presence. Wow, and that's higher, I think, than people would, sure. would think, 44%. Certainly is. Wow. So we've got... Yeah. Almost 50,000 people in uniform here in town. And then think of all the families, the Department of Defense civilians, the contractors. There are lots of people that help serve in different capacities as well. That's I'll, I'll piggyback on that as well. So we also have a significant reserve and guard capability. Yes. Uh, I like to surprise people by telling them that we have a, a very large Navy presence here, particularly on our reserve side. We also have two combatant commands that are over on Peterson. Uh, and that is an enormous amount of responsibility in how we execute our national defense strategy. We also have the National Space Defense Center. So some really unique um, commands that are here kind of dispersed throughout the community. So just a wide array of talent and skill. Yes, I have met a few members of the Navy thinking, wait, wait, wait a second. Yeah. Especially at landlocked states. Exactly, <laughs> yes, but you never know who you're going to meet. Yes. So I know part of your job, Jesse, is to facilitate partnerships between the city and other organizations that kind of, you know, further that overall mission of creating a welcoming place, including with, with the chamber. Um, so we're, we're trying to work for the military veterans and their families. So tell us what that looks like for you day to day. What's happening and what are you doing? So we have um, a very vibrant defense community and that really uh, bonds that civilian and military partnership. So we work very closely with the garrison and the command support teams to make sure whatever, where DOD resources end or are complementary to our civilian resources that we partner together to take advantage of it and both and communicate that out to families. So we have organizations on base that look, for example, for veteran transition and military spouse employment. We have partnerships with the garrisons and that we also have partnerships out in town with organizations like Mount Carmel Veteran Center, which is a world-class veteran center. You'd be hard-pressed to find that anywhere else in the United States, the services that they provide. Homefront Military Network, who has a very similar mission. USO Pathfinder, that has an employment service uh, uh, mission. 
And then we have 50, over 50 nonprofits that fill in to make military families more resilient. So the nice thing about the city is we can come together working with the chamber, uh, working with the county to really find out where the need is and how we can get those resources out to families. And the beauty is, is much like the communications team of the city of Color Springs, they are all like-minded, can-do, want-to-help organizations. And it's really easy to pull together a coalition of what I'd like to call the super willing uh, to, to really take care of families. But I mean, speaking of communications, it's one thing to have all these things. And then it's another thing to make sure that those families are connected cool. to those resources. So I assume that's probably a challenge for it's, both of you sometimes. It's an enormous challenge. And, and Jim, jump in at any point in time. But you're trying to reach a target audience that literally turns over like the tide. Every year we see new families come in, uh, uh, families go out. Uh, and we have veterans coming into the state that may not have connections with the bases. We have service members transitioning out who may not be aware of all its transition is, is a blur. Uh, and, and I would argue that military spouses go through transition every single time they PCS. So you're trying to just deal with, with all these different things that you, you have to take care of and then find a job and adjust to a new, a new culture along with that. And that's where those, those, that communication piece really, really is a challenge. But once we reach them, really uh, alleviate some of that anxiety. Because you're sometimes coming from a community like, say, San Diego. Not that they don't have resources. They do, but maybe they don't have the same resources that we do. And so it's, it's thinking that you're on your own when you get here, when maybe sometimes there's organizations that can assist you um, and getting connected with them. And a big part of what we do is we're sensors. So the, the relationships that we have that Jesse described with the military leadership, with elected officials and their staffs, with the community at large, it, those are so important because on a large level, just like last week with the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC's annual DC fly-in, we were talking to, to federal representatives there in the Capitol. We were talking to key leaders from the Pentagon about military, cyber, economic development. So that's a very high level. It's very important to see what they're tracking on, but it's also extremely important as we talk here in town, the Military Spouse Career Coalition, how are we doing for military spouses, some of whom have security clearances. And we have the 250 plus defense companies that I represent they want the talent. So it's a matter of, of knowing what the needs are and how we bring them together. It's also very important for things like attainable housing and attainable child care is another example. Things that, that arguably impact many people in our community, most people in our community, but certainly more so, even more so arguably for our military because they're here for such a short amount of time. And we look at good legislation even, the right. things that we represent. It's very important if you have, let's say, a nursing degree or a counseling degree, you come from another state, that Colorado is and will continue to be very friendly in terms of getting you up to speed to practice in your vocation. That's extremely important because right. a lot of these military don't have six months to wait to get that mm -hmm. started, and that ties into child care. So these, knowing the network and being good sensors helps us discuss solutions. And you bring up such a good point because there's this whole workforce, the group that um, you know, historically has been left behind these spouses and family members of our active military who we've just said, hope you can find a job when really we can utilize their talents in so many ways. And that benefits everyone that it benefits. Does. It does. I mean, whether you're military or not, and you're listening to this right now, it impacts you. Imagine as well, 
on an average month, between 350 and 400 members separate or retire, separate meaning getting out short of 20 years of service or retire 20 or greater years of, of federal service, active duty service here in Colorado Springs. If you add Buckley Space Force Space to that, the number could be 500. So that's a very important thing that we keep in mind as we approach this, because those are transitioning military members who have, in many cases, families who are also trying to make a transition. And guess what? We're trying to make a good case for why Colorado Springs in particular, Colorado in general, is one of the best places to retire or separate to. Yes. Don't go. That's Stay. right. Absolutely. Exactly. We'd love to keep your folks, talent. A lot of folks make that decision. And so do we have any numbers to support that? How many people do choose to stay here or come back and retire? It's hard to gauge that, isn't it? It is. And it's actually, um, it's actually a national DOD issue. We discussed in DC last week, how do we measure the amount of folks that stay in certain areas? Um, Mm -hmm. Each service captures that number differently and it's not maintained at a national level. And we would draw on those numbers to try and ascertain um, so we rely on on metrics from the county. We rely on metrics from um, uh, various organizations. But we, I think, we have a pretty good handle as we look as as folks. You know, so many folks separate, so many folks seek you know services to to, to ensure that we generally know how many folks are in the area. I don't have metrics. I just have experience. You know, you just know you living cannot, here. You cannot walk first, around the air you can't. without running into someone who is either active, reserve, guard, retired. Right. And you can't walk around anywhere without running into someone who is uh, grateful to be here. I mean, whether they've yes. been stationed here or they've chosen to retire here or they say, we're about to go, but we'll be back right. if we can help it. Um, I feel right. I feel like that is, that's so, so typical, which is thank goodness. Right. And so it must be that we're doing something right or they wouldn't want to return. I know a lot of it we can't take credit for. Thank you, Pikes Peak, America's Mountain and all our wonderful trails. And but, you know, just that the city is welcoming and an easy place to transition to. I think I think you could give the city a little bit of credit with Pikes Peak and the, you know, the the Cog Railway and the Summit House reopening and making it all handicapped accessible. I mean, Colorado Springs, it, it really has has blossomed um, it is a completely different city that I grew up. It still has that small town feel, but it has, you know, everything that a big city offers. Um, and, and it's just a fabulous place to raise a family. Yes. And so appealing to so many of our veterans too, to Absolutely. retire. So what can residents and, um, you know, this, these type of conversations, I think always brings up the idea of what can we do to further support our military? I know you've both explained what you're doing, um, you know, on a daily basis. And I know there's so many organizations working so hard. What can those of us, even who are not in the military, do to support active duty men and women or our veterans who call Colorado Springs home? Um, are there events and fundraisers and, you know, are there ways for people to um, show their appreciation? Of course, just walking up to a service member and saying thank you is not a bad idea any day. Absolutely. But- so I'll throw two things out and then um, I'll let Jim throw few things out. Um, first and foremost, uh, for active duty, hire their spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, spouses who um, bring eye-watering talent to our workforce. I think a lot, we've just lived under um, the cloud of, you know, we, we won't hire a military spouse because they won't be here that long. That's no longer the case. You know, a lot of uh, COVID taught us that we can do a lot of remote work. Um, and, and a lot of these spouses um, will absolutely bolster their workforce. So hire a spouse that helps military families become more resilient. It helps them adapt to inflation. Um, and it just, it, it really helps us achieve our national security goals. 
Um, and then the second piece I would say is in this vibrant defense community, there's a million ways to give back. You can donate to a multitude of the nonprofits that are out there. So when you look annually in your ways to give, look to the defense community and figure out where you can support a veteran uh, or support one of those nonprofits that support veterans. Great advice. What do you think, Jim? Anything, you, any other ways? Well, you, you certainly touched on a number of the formal ways to get in touch with military. And I would say every one of us lives in a neighborhood, an apartment building, a somewhere where there's a community around us. And invariably, with, with how many people are here in the military, just make the effort to, to reach out and say, I'm, I'm pleased to meet you. I'd love to understand what it's like to be in the military. How can we help you while you're here? And in some cases, as you get to know your neighbors well, the, the military member may deploy at certain points. And I know spouses would really appreciate even just small kindnesses, perhaps clearing snow of one's driveway or offering to take the kids to a sporting event that, that the, the parents not otherwise able to do. So getting to know them, getting to know their story, because part that ties into talent, which also ties into the, the, making the community more vibrant, is the perspectives that military people bring. I, I think I've, I may have been in 12 or so countries, a few of them we get to live in with my family, but those unique perspectives are brought here. And that's what we talk about when we look at the future of our city, the future of our county is to say, wow, how can we use those? Mm -hmm. How can we bring more military spouses in with their unique perspectives? How can we bring in that talent that's getting out of the military and say, we want you to be here, not just as a, as a great contributor to our economy, but as a great neighbor, somebody who's serving because Guess what? Military is about service, mm -hmm. and it's not surprising on most bases you're going to find a majority of people get involved, whether it's youth sports or community cleanups. They're, they're just, they want to serve. And I right. can speak for probably both of us when I say that's why we're in the jobs that we're in. We want to continue serving. Right. And so, so yeah, just really taking advantage of the opportunity, you know, not to woo them, but just to say, this is a great, safe, welcoming place for you. And then that's really what, I mean, you all can do all mm -hmm. you can, but if sure. the community at large doesn't support that effort, it won't work. So we must have a lot of people doing those things, but it's a good reminder uh, to make that extra effort. Those small little things help when you don't have family support in town or you're brand new to the area and you're overwhelmed. And if you're at one of the combatant commands or, or one of the uh, um, uh, units that have very, very busy schedules or high operational tempo, um, you may be working 12 hour days. You may or may not come home on weekends. You might be up uh, standing watch somewhere. I had a neighbor. I could not get out and mow my yard because I was just working too much. And he would come over and mow my yard. Yeah, just huge, to help me out. Huge, right? I huge. mean, it's just a very small kindness. I mean, literally, I have like it's just like a fresh right. like that. But you know, but still, he just obviously Jesse's working hard. So we'll just take care of her front yard for you. Yeah, those very small common. kindnesses. It go makes on. a difference, and yes. it. Um, I think a lot of our folks in the military, particularly after so many years, it's it's kind of a thankless job. You feel like it's a thankless job, and when the the community gives back to you, it, it really touches us in, in ways that, that can't be measured. That's great. Okay, some good tips. So small scale, and then I know you all are doing some large-scale work as well. So thank you for all you're doing. We really appreciate it. I wanted to point people to coloradosprings.gov slash MSCC, and that is the Military Spouse Career Coalition. Am I getting yes, that correct? That's okay. Correct. Um, and that's a great resource 
where they can go just to find out more, right? Absolutely. To navigate uh, some of the opportunities here and and they can get connected with those resources. Correct. And I'll, I'll just add that the beauty about Colorado Springs is that the resources that are offered to veterans through our nonprofits like Mount Carmel, everything is available to mill spouses. So when you go to the mill spouse website and you look at all those resources, by the way, they're also for veterans too. Okay. Um, so it's a one-stop shop of, of people who are, uh, military-friendly employers, national resources, local resources like Mount Carmel. Um, but we also even have a, are you new to Colorado Springs? Here's here's Peak Radar. I'll show you where all the, the great uh, events that are going on in the city. Here's a new relocation guide. Uh, and I always like to plug Visit Colorado Springs because you'll have family in town and you might be new and you might know, know where to take them. And they'll, they have the online planner. You can map out a three-day adventure with your visiting family to show them your new duty station. Yeah. Or staycation, whatever. Oh, yeah. They've got great Dude, ideas. Right. Yeah. And if I may, I'd like to add a quick note for any active duty who are listening or watching, as well as business owners here. There are a variety of ways to connect with military who are transitioning into their civilian lives. Yes. Under the Department of Defense SkillBridge program, there are a variety of programs paid internships where the, the company is not going to pay a labor wage. The government takes care of that for three to six months for the service member, and I believe six weeks for the military spouse to go into a company, try it on for size, gives both parties an opportunity to see each other. And there's a very high percentage rate of jobs being extended after that period. That's another great way for people who might say, well, I, I'm on the fence about hiring veterans. I don't know a lot about the military, but here's a way to try it. And here's a way to make make the day, make the week, make the year for a military service right. member or their, their military And try spouse. it with almost no risk Correct. You know, involved, really low Correct. risk and low investment. Mm-hmm. We actually had a military spouse here recently in our department who did a wonderful job and wasn't able to stay um, for different reasons, but it was a great fit. And we, you know, we really benefited so much from her expertise and I hope she gained some experience too, but it's, it's a wonderful program. One of very, one of so many. So Thank you both for being here, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you. On the podcast, and you're listening to Behind the Springs. We hope you'll visit that website and find out more information, and at the very least, go thank a military member today. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) 